Managing security risk associated with the Internet of Things is not easy. This is mainly because each piece of thing in the IoT or IOE ecosystem, IOE that means Internet of Things or Internet of Everything ecosystem, brings complex technical and non-technical requirements that brings its own set of security gaps and vulnerabilities. For an effective IoT ecosystem, all the IoT devices must work together and be integrated with all other devices and all devices must communicate and interact seamlessly with all the connected systems and the digital infrastructure. This is by no means an easy chain of events from security perspective. As nations move towards creating Internet of Everything ecosystem that benefits from the accelerating paradigm shift, there are so many more questions than answers when it comes to IoT security. Now, while the Internet of Things has great promise, the security challenges must be tackled before these systems are widely embraced. So how can we secure the IoT digital infrastructure? It seems that blockchain brings a promising potential for IoT security. The ongoing blockchain and Internet of Things conversions is giving IoT community a promise of securing its digital infrastructure. While the promise of blockchain convergence is here, the fact remains that developing security solutions for the Internet of Things requires unprecedented collaboration, coordination, connectivity, and convergence. To discuss whether IoT and blockchain convergence will secure IoT further, I'm delighted to welcome Professor Ahmed Banafa to Risk Roundup. Professor Banafa is an academic advisor at San Jose University, and he writes very extensively about emerging technologies. He is based in the United States. Welcome, Professor Banafa. We are delighted to have you on Risk Roundup. Thank you so much. I, I'm really happy, and thank you for the invitation. Wonderful, Professor Banafa. So how secure do you think is the current IoT digital infrastructure and what is the level of security that you think is realistically possible with the current technology infrastructure that we have in place across nations? The, uh, the problem with the, uh, with the security issue of the Internet of Things is coming as a byproduct of the existence of the Internet of Things. And, and you know, it, it, you know in, in another word is, uh, Internet of thing is a collection of many systems and all the system has their own different operating systems, different communication, different, you can start from end to end, uh, sensors of different vendors. So you're talking about different parts that's spinning with different frequencies and, and that is really the source of the problem. There is no, uh, you know, standardization and this is a key thing in, in, in moving forward with the security of the Internet of Things. We need a standardization. We need some kind of a protocol or, or protocols like, for example, when you talk about uh, the internet, everybody knows that TCP IP is the protocol used everywhere. When you try to model the internet, you, you're talking about the OSI model, that there's seven layers and everybody understand this the minute you mention that. Now, because of the internet thing is a collection, it's an ecosystem and you really, you know, describe it, you know, very accurately. An ecosystem is is you bring all these systems together. They 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 have different you know ways of communications. We have holes. We have we have gaps. We have delays. So from end to end, from the sensors to the actions, we have the problem. And that is that is why it is at this stage, at this shape, we are really looking for trouble. And I can give so many examples of incidents that happens because of that. 
Yes, you're absolutely right. I think the standardization is the key here because across nations, entities of all sizes and shapes are recognizing the potential of IoT to improve all their processes within and across their boundaries. If it's a corporation, corporate boundaries or government or organizations. And it's not only for efficiency and affordability, but it's also to accelerate growth and discover new opportunities. So with the number of Internet of Things devices getting connected to the Internet grows exponentially, each new connection brings different technology from both public and private infrastructure with its own compatibility issues, varying standards, strengths, and weaknesses. Right. As you said, uh, you know, we are having a lot of problems because of that. So what security challenges do you see because of all these varying technology standards, guidelines, and compatibility issues? Here's, here's an example, and that's going to answer your question indirectly. Uh, on Friday, October 21st, 2016, we had our wake-up call. Uh, suddenly, you have, we have Twitter is not working, PayPal is not working, New York Times website is not working. And, uh, you know, they tried to see what is the real reason, which is for, for, for those websites to be down. And those are really heavy traffic websites. And I found out about, you know, my Twitter account down while, while I was giving a speech in Santa Clara Convention about security. This is how funny it is. I'm trying to tweet about the speech and, uh, you know, it's, it's down. And, and, you know, down the road, they found out that somebody wrote a code in C language, which is the hardware, you know, language there, and named that code uh, Mariah. Mariah it means future in, in Japanese. And just released that one as a malware to all the devices connected to the Internet and he managed or he or she or them they managed to do that because none of the customers who bought those devices changed the password they still at the default password which is you can find it on the internet and and five hundred thousands devices suddenly awake by that simple code 625 lines which is nothing you talk about you know large codes and they're awake and they start sending the signal through the wi-fi connectivity there to that website they brought them down so that was the, the wake-up call for us to see, okay, if something simple like this, if a, you know, you can bring down big website, you know, like this, what happened? What is, where is the security? Where is the backup? Where is the plan B? Where, and, 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 and it is, it is using that, it's not using computers like zombies. We know about them all the time. We're talking about CC, you know, you know, TV cameras. We're talking about, you know, uh, uh, you know, thermostats. We're talking about any and any and every device that you bought and you added to your house, your car, and it's part of the, you know, of the concept of being connected. And they use that one as their staging, you know, you know, case for them to go and, and attack those websites. And that was a wake up call. Yes, yes, it is a wake-up call because we are going towards smart automation. You are trying to get smart uh, cars. We are trying to get smart cities, smart enterprises, smart governments, smart homes. Right. So think about the complexity of the challenges. So the current IoT infrastructure, we are not sure, like, as you said, that, he, that it's able to have this level of compatibility for the complex process automation, you know, that is... Uh, emerging so rapidly because we will we are you know trying to monitor weather we are trying to monitor pathogens or inventory or supply chains and as you said you know the standardization is not there so right. when we don't have in the absence of all those standardization uh, that we would hope to see you know across nations 
it is just not there. So how are we going to manage those complex challenges? Are there any organizations who are taking a lead in this effort? That's a very good question. And it's actually, it's the right question. Now, I, I know I was hoping, and I'm still have hope that organization like IEEE, a collection of big names like Google and Microsoft and IBM and Amazon, they are actually the leader when it comes to the IoT. Now, now let me let me go back to to the to the source of the trouble or the problem here. It's all about competition. It's all about you know the market share. Uh, Google would like you to use their Google Home devices as your centralized device for everything you're doing. Alexa, you know, of Amazon, Amazon would like you to use Alexa for everything you're doing. You know, turning this off. You know, the basic functions that they want to upgrade. And the same thing goes with with IBM. We're talking about Watson. You know, Watson has to be in the heart of everything they're doing, and they're dumping a lot of money on this one to make it part of the enterprise. So uh, Amazon and Google is trying from the bottom. Uh, IBM is try start from the top. They're talking about the the uh, you know the enterprise and the big applications. This is the this is the problem. Is unless we have a you know, some kind of collaboration collaboration of all the big names under one umbrella in hardware, software, and anything in between, they can get together and say, we're gonna apply the same protocols, you know, standards. So if I buy the Google Home or, you know, or I buy Alexa, it's not the issue. It's gonna be like a, an access point for me. It's, it's a commodity in another sense, but nobody wanna get that. Everybody wanna go to the market first, establish himself or herself as a company and say, okay, now you have to follow me. I'm the leader in this is exactly what happened with Windows and Mac and, and things like that. So that's the, that's the thing. So IEEE is, 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 is working on an initiative like this. They, they, uh, they need the support of the, uh, of the industry. The, the last resort, which is, I hope we're not going to get to this one, is the government will, will interfere with this one, will interfere with the whole process by saying, listen, this is for the good of everybody. We need to have some standardization. You cannot do business with me as a government unless you are following certain standards, and those standards are one, two, three, four, five. Yes. This yes. is a stage where a lot of companies don't want to go there. They don't want to stick to that part. And I was yes. talking to uh, uh, to the senior director of the uh, uh, co-innovation lab for SAP in Palo Alto. And we and we agree on the same thing when it comes to to, to the process. It's exactly like ISO 9000. ISO 9000 code that you see it in, in, in every single manufacturing company. If you are certified as ISO 9000, you get the business. And we know exactly when you talk about where is that you know, stage of the manufacturing. Can we take the same thinking by saying, okay, it's nonprofit, it's good for everybody, everybody follow that uh, set of protocols. I, I like Alexa, I'm gonna buy Alexa. I like Google Home, I'm gonna, but you're not gonna force me just to stick with you and only use the devices connected to you central piece yes yes absolutely that is that's the key are you hearing some echo yes for some reason there is an echo i don't know what's the reason for yes yeah when it's you oh i think when you are speaking it's not there okay it's better now i okay. don't hear that now i don't know what was going on but you are absolutely right about that that we do need that uh, collaborative approach to cooperation to manage this kind of big security risk. Everybody is working in silo, silo and that is a big challenge, you know, by the time they all come together, it's, uh, we are going to probably lose a lot more than we would like to lose, you know, because this is all about data and information and this uh, computer code is connecting uh, 
all the computer, not only the computers, but the cyberspace is connecting geospace and space. So everything, you know, that we have, all these Internet of Things devices that we are uh, create, creating and connecting everywhere from smart homes to smart cities to our satellites to everywhere, they, everything is getting connected. And if and security breaches like that happen, then, you know, it's a really cause of concern because uh, there is so much to lose. And... Uh, the each connected IoT device, as you know, uh, it generates a lot of data and the real value of the data, it's not in just the collection of data, but making sense of it. So data security also comes into picture because uh, it brings its own set of risk. And it's not like, you know, static data, but here real time data. Right. That is happening. That is a cause of great concern. Do you? What is the state of real-time data security from your perspective? Because I, I think there is a lot of you know concern there. Well, I mean, it's right. I mean, you're right about it. It is now we're talking about smart cars. We're talking about uh, driverless cars. Uh, now this is a millisecond decision, and this is actually involved the life of the driver and the life of the people actually in the street, and uh, everybody there will be affected by that. That is the that's that the the action has been taken and and, and I always say it to you know to uh, you know to the uh, to the students or to the uh, conferences when I talk about the the, uh, the perfect or the optimum platform I would like to you know the sensors to send the right data the right time the right format if they send it with with, with all these features. Then I can process it. Now we're gonna come. We're gonna go to the next level, which is the processing power. And there is here, here's the here's the idea of the fog computer, FOG, fog computer, or or the, uh, the sometimes they call it edge computing, which is a, a term uh, coined by uh, by Cisco too. Um, and the you can push some of the processing power towards the uh, towards the uh, end or the sensors or the edge devices because you don't want everything to be done in the cloud because what you're doing here is you are uh, running a big machine for small tasks so what how can we make the sensors smart enough powerful enough so they can make this kind of decision and if it's a simple thing they can process it and finish it and we're done with it if not then we push it to the to the cloud so and that will help let's come to real time uh, you know decisions the closer you are to the 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 decision making center the faster that decision will be instead of going all the way to the cloud and, and process it and come back and give you that one you can do it right on, on the on you know on the edge here and that will be one solution for it to to deal with with the instant decisions uh, could be on the car itself the car which have, that's a, have some kind of a, a router a smart one a device that can make decision with a simple list of actions can be taken in this scenario or this scenario now if it's a tough one then we can talk about okay now this is bigger than me i can push it you know to the you know to the next level so that will help uh, the the data is the new oil that's many many experts say data now and big data the new oil the more data you have the more information the more information about the customer the more you understand the customer the more you are close to the customer uh, look at amazon I just I was listening to the news today when I'm when I was driving from uh, from another university and and uh, uh, the uh, Wall Street Wall Street experts are talking about banks mentioned their names they say that Amazon will be the first company in the world that will be a trillion dollar company why is that what is the reason for that 
they have so much data. Yes. So much data. I mean, if you have your prime account with Amazon, you are giving them data left and right about the lifestyle. They have their Amazon Go stores. That's another you know disruptive style they get to have this one. They have Alexa. You know, and you think about it and say, that makes sense for me. That makes perfect sense for me because what they have is the data and they have tons of data they are processing. Other companies, I mean, I, I love Google. I, I work with them. They're great companies, but they are not catching up with, okay, what after I collected the data? How can I translate that one to product services and make money out of that? Yes. Yes, very, very true. And they are uh, quite ahead in the game for that. Now, let, let's talk about the centralized brokered communication models that we have. The current IoT ecosystems, it relies on the centralized brokered communication model, also known as the client-server paradigm. Now, as the number of IoT network nodes grows into the millions, it will generate billions of transactions and it will uh, generate so much data as we have been talking you know for last few minutes that the, now the centralized model of iot it will face complex security challenges because of all that complexities that emerges because of that so do you think that the centralized model of iot could work from security perspective as we keep growing bigger and bigger and as we keep adding more and more iot devices no actually uh, actually the centralized model is an era and that era works fine maximizes capacity with cloud computing it's getting to the point where you know i can build this one up using you know use it in cloud computing for the processing and for the storage and for the memory and i'm done with that one now we're talking about not just you know uh, giving me that the three functions of the cloud processing storage and you know uh, you know we're talking on the memory have this more than that we're talking about smart and the word smart itself, once you add it to anything, if I have, you know, and I, I was telling one of the uh, reporter about this one, if I take, uh, you know, one of take this, this glasses, the eyeglasses, and I add the term smart, now you're talking about you're connected. So this, this, this eyeglasses here, you're going to see that it's going to scan my eyes. It's going to send information to the doctor. It's going to prescribe the medication for me. And then it's going to order a, a, a drone to deliver the new prescription glasses to my office or to my house, even if I'm in the 10th floor. It's going to be knocking on my window, say, okay, here's your delivery. So it is. we are far away from the concept of server and client. That model, you know, it's, it's, it's depleted. It's getting to the point where it is serving its purpose and it's done. And it's, it's, it, is, it is the... It is exactly like when you talk about the industrial era, you're talking about the revolution era, you're talking about, you know, the steam and engine. Now you're going to come to the, you know, to the internet. Now what's after the internet? You're going to come to, uh, to the case that we have, which is the internet of things. Our mindset and thinking has to be different. We cannot take the same frame of the car and have a new engine and think Spectre is going to do the same thing. The whole thing has to change. And the decentralized model is the thing that we, we consider when we talk about the blockchain. When you talk about, okay, so instead of having an, instead of having one big destination for the data with process and then sent back to you, we will have it distributed. And, and you know, so security, save in, in, your, in, in the cost faster because it all happened, you know, at, at the edge here instead of, if it's instead of the, uh, you know, the cloud. All of these things will help us stay and go away from the existing infrastructure because it's expensive. It's expensive to maintain, it's expensive to, to keep, 
And if you remember last month, maybe this month, I mean, I'm not sure about it, Amazon went down. Their Amazon services went down because somebody typed the wrong command, just one command, and wrote down so many of the famous websites. And how can you even you know, you know, you know, explain that? For 11 hours, so many of the websites, the famous ones, they could not process anything. And, and every minute means thousands of dollars for, for the e-commerce uh, businesses, and they, cannot, they don't want to deal with it. This is, this is the situation we are dealing with now because everything is centralized, we have this problem. It's something called the single point of failure or the single points of failure. We have, we have those big joints. If they broke down, then you have the ripple effects of it. It's, it's going through a whole the internet. We don't want to have this one. If one part is bad. Just isolate that one and go to the next one because they have the equal power, equal processing, equal memory in this case. Yes, very true, very true. Now, I mean, in addition to that, this uh, IoT solutions, if we are talking about the centralized, it's very expensive because it has high, very high infrastructure and manage, management costs, maintenance costs, and, uh, and it also requires so many large server farms. Now, these server farms, that is a complex challenge because how many server farms we would yeah. create to have that kind of data capacity. Uh, it's, uh, I mean, uh, there is a very promising research happening to store all the data on DNA, to use DNA as a, you know, data storage. But we are still, you know, a few years behind, uh, away from that before we are actually able to use DNA to uh, store all the data. But uh, if we are talking about using blockchain and the decentralized model, then any, all the computers, uh, I mean, uh, would be requiring capability or the capacity of high data storage when we are talking about you know depending on the initiative of what iot or what kind of initiative uh, you know all the computers uh, would be used in so uh, do you see that you know we require new kinds of computers uh, that has a higher store not only storage capacity but also other kind of technical capabilities to be able to have that decentralized blockchain based you know model to have the iot infrastructure yes i mean um, and this is this is back to the uh, you know to the concept of we have to think different we have to start looking at code when we write when the computer when the developers when the, when the coders write down the code they have to get to have in their mind that this device will talk to other devices and this device will be part of the internet of things we don't have this now we have interfaces i was i was looking at uh, you know uh, uh, kickstarter they have a new product about this one there is a new device where you can change any service to you know uh, uh, and uh, a contact service where you can just move your fingers and change things we are patching the gap between the legacy systems and what we are really hoping to have. So that the software meeting with IoT, you know, connectivity, IoT security, you know, IoT scalability in mind. So everybody who's writing a code now for for, for something like Alexa or, or the other devices, this should be in their mind. From the other side, the, the hardware itself, when we design it, we're not gonna design it just for that purpose. We also have this thing about, okay, that it might be connected to 3,000, 300,000 devices. So we have to have this one added to that. So this new generation of devices and software, uh, hardware and software here, once we have that one, you know, used and, and part of everyday life, it's easy for us 
you know, to connect them is easy for us to have them, you know, you know, a part of our life. But now what we are doing is that we have the the, the old, you know, systems. We're trying to to uh, to make it, uh, you know, talk to uh, new systems, and we have all these problems going on here. Added the top of this one is we haven't agreed yet on the same language we are talking about, which is the protocols and the standardizations. So a few years to come, and the companies realize that it's for their own interest that to have a standardization, it's for their own interest, their software, the hardware have to be there, you know, uh, ready to connect with, with others. I don't have to have only iOS or only Android to, to use my phone or to use my device. I don't have to have that. You know, and number three, which is a very important thing, we are lacking skills, the labor, the people who understand the technology of IoT. I, you know, I, you know, I challenge everybody who's listening to this to, to give me or send me a list of the universities, the institutions that teach IoT as a separate, well-defined program. All what they have is courses. Sometimes they have it with special topics when it comes to advanced. And the commercial institutions will teach you that one. They will give you, you know, very quick, you know, courses about it, and that's it. Even mm -hmm. even companies like Cisco, I went to their program. It's basically they are pushing their own definition of devices there. So until we have that skilled labor, skilled engineers at multiple levels, plus the software and the hardware, then nothing going to change. We're going to be just doing the same thing, expecting you know different results. Mm -hmm. Well, do we have effective programs in the academia for this kind of training? There is no one school that I know about it has a whole program. They have other uh, courses that talk about it. Uh, there is the online Coursera. They, they have their own program and online, but you know, uh, uh, online is great. But if there is no application, you know, no lab to test things and to make sure everything is fine. You're still lacking that that extra steps that you can test what you're doing. Uh, they uh, big schools, I mean, they, they when they talk about uh, IoT, they talk about it from the perspective of big data analytics, sometimes data scientists, you know, perspective. But can I graduate with a degree and say, my degree is an internet of things, design or something, is still behind it. It's just projects. Yes. And once we have the skill, once companies like IBM, Cisco, Google, all the companies have this, their own specialized, you know, Internet of Things program and training and release, you know, their, uh, the engineers in the market, that's going to help because now they can, they will deal with the problems, uh, even the existing problems because they understand it. Skills, software, hardware have to sync together. Yes, From yes, the bottom to the top, everything has to be working exactly what we did with the current systems here. You know, just, just look at, you know, and, and it's really, you know, mind boggling. The concept of the USB drive, you have it in every computer, even in, in the Mac computers there. Yes. As yes. simple as that one. It's a fascinating concept where you can connect anything and everything and you're done. Yes. You don't have to worry about it. Yes. That's what we're looking for. This is called standardization for me. This is called agreement on the protocols. I can connect a printer. I can connect whatever I want there. I don't have to worry about it. You know, what will be, because there are drivers, software, there's a hardware, and there are other devices that can talk to each other. Well, let's hope that we are there, you know, sooner than later. Now, to perform the function... There's an echo there. There's an echo. Yeah, okay, it's better now. I'm not sure what's happening today. But anyway, to get back to the question, to perform the functions of traditional IoT solutions without a centralized control, 
any decentralized approach must support some fundamental functions like peer-to-peer -peer messaging or distributed file sharing or autonomous device coordination. Now, what is essential for decentralized IoT model from not only technology and pro uh, process perspective, but also from security perspective, what needs to be there? Okay, it's, it's the uh, the promises of the, of the block, uh, you know, chain technology is security uh, and security, and, and it is the concept itself is not uh, a straightforward concept. It is really a concept that you have to think about it twice and to understand it and then to appreciate what's going on. But uh, you know, I give this example all the time. A centralized, uh, a centralized security system is somebody on the gate of a castle. I, you know, I can I come there and I go there and I show them my ID and they let me in. So I'm in the castle now, inside the house, inside the office. I can do whatever I want, even if that ID is fake. Now for the blockchain, it's different. You get in, there's no problem with that one. This is the permission given to you. But everybody in the office has to verify and say, yeah, I know him. I know him. I know him. And majority of the people and majority of the nodes has to validate the transaction by saying, yes, I know this transaction is correct because I have information about it from so and so and so. And the same thing for me. I'm inside the office. Everybody's looking at me. No, I know him. He's okay. And then you go, yes, I know him. It's okay. One person said, I don't know him. Now we have out of 20, you have, you have 17, 18 of them confirmed. Then I can go and sit and do my work. That is the that is the that's the basic understanding of the blockchain. That's really, that's that's why it is gaining a lot of uh, momentum in the fintech. It's uh, the financial institutions that love it, built on the uh, Bitcoin, because that's gonna give you assurance that it's not just the the person at the gate, you know, who will will look at it and confirm it. It's everybody there. You will have a majority vote saying, yeah, this is fine. You know, instead of just the manager signing in and confirm this one, you have like 20 people have to sign in this one and confirm it and and, and, and have that about, yes, we know this guy, we confirm this transaction, we can go with this. One. And this gives multiple layers of trust. You know, there are many problems with that. You know, it's a concept still on a small scale, but we can, if we can scale this one up and use it in all the devices, use it at all levels of the Internet of Things, it's gonna be it's gonna be a wonderful thing for us. I don't have to worry about it. You know, this yeah. is the message is the uh, compromise. Yeah. So it seems now we are already seeing initiatives emerging in this field where we see the convergence of blockchain and Internet of Things, and it seems I mean it's still in the early stage of development. But what different kind of uh, initiatives have you witnessed? You know, irrespective of whether it's in America or you know other nations. Uh, that are working towards IoT blockchain conversions. The uh, IBM is a leader. They, they they're really pushing big time with Watson, and they invested about three hundred million dollars in a new in a technology that will push blockchain technology anywhere. You know, uh, and and this is they have the processing power, they have the, the hardware. Now they give the security by saying blockchain is something we are going to push that. Government is looking at that. And, and, and the government, they love it because this is give them multiple layers of approval before anything can go. So they are really, you know, investing in something, something like this. All the fine, big financial banks, they love the, the blockchain because it is the security they're looking for. It's, you don't have the human factor in that one where 
after five or six transactions, somebody has they must come and audit that and 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 say, okay, everything is fine. We can continue with that. But all of these things done in an automated way, and and it's done in in a high speed, and it covers so many networks. So for them, this is a silver bullet. If you want to name that, you know, if you have that name for the Internet of Things, and if we can, if you know, if we continue with that direction, with funding, with interest, with testing. And most importantly, with the skills, people who really know what's going on with that one. I ask in one of them uh, conferences, I say, okay, I have 40, uh, you know, 40 highly specialized. I have some people from Microsoft in the audience. How many of you can claim they know, they understand the blockchain technology as exactly as what they understand? Not a single one of them raised his hand or hand. Now, that's is really not good. That's scary. So if we are really excited about something and nobody knows what is that, yes. Now, so we're, we're missing the boat somewhere. We need we need we need more technical research. We need to push this one uh, you know, towards the the universities and the research institutions so they can do more research and take it to the next level. In the big companies, they see investment from, from IBM. Go after that. They say, well, this is something that it's worth it, and that will that will make it. Uh, first of all, it's going to make it cheaper because now we're talking about more than one person working in that. Number two, it's going to make it more, you know, understandable for for the community. But uh, but to explain it and 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 to show it to other people, that's the challenge. It is. It is. I mean, do we, everything is changing the way we do things from academia to government to industries. Everything is changing because if you look at just academia, how the universities or colleges they give uh, they validate the degrees or give the credit, that also is coming on blockchain. I heard that uh, one college in California. I'm not sure what is the the name of the college right now, but they are you know issuing all their credits on the blockchain based uh, system so that nobody can manipulate that and uh, we need that so badly in all the emerging countries because if you go to all these emerging nations getting a fake degree or certificate is so easy a lot of people do that so if we have a blockchain based system uh, academic system then nobody would be able to change those kind of uh, uh, you know, grades or uh, credits or any credentials. So we we are moving towards that. Governments, you know, are uh, you know can do so many things using blockchain. But still, like you said, you know, not everyone still understands the concept properly. How to use it? How to effectively put that into application? And that is still you know a lot of work needs to be done. And as we, I mean, in, from Internet of Things to Internet of Nano Things to Industrial Internet of Things, or uh, internet i mean as we are moving towards internet of everything and right. it seems that in the coming years everything would be or could be tagged every human being probably every piece of cloth we manufacture every you know machine we manufacture every weapon probably we manufacture every single thing could be tagged so right. it looks like we are moving towards making all things addressable by the existing naming protocols now, how would that be integrated on the blockchain platform? Do we have enough, uh, you know, the naming protocols? Will that be able to cope up with the huge, you know, amount of uh, tagging addresses that are coming up? No, actually, and this is this is an example of this one. Is we used to have the IP version four, we jumped to IP version six, and why? Because we ran out of the addresses for the Internet of Things, for the Internet in general. I mean, it took us. You know, since the inception of the internet until the you know the mid of the 2005, 2000, 
and we depleted the whole address. Now we jumped to IP version six. Why? Because now there is no more more you know addresses for us to assign it to the devices. The same thing gonna happen here. If you wanna go with the blockchain at a small scale, it's fine. You can look at that one. That that's used for the specific industry. But that's not the purpose of the Internet of Things. The, 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 the Internet of Things is, is, is actually everything. It's not just your bank only or your healthcare, your hospital only, and the healthcare is a big thing about it. Talking about privacy, talking about how to validate the result from the lab test for you know the patients and, and so many, so much regulation from the government about that. And you mentioned the, the industrial internet of things. It's another big headache for them because factories have to keep you know with compliances rules, have to keep with regulations. So how can they keep all of this one you know document and follow the same sequence? So there will be no 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 uh, you know product reforms. There will be uh, no problem or defects. Why? Because you are using the same information. Uh, the Financial, they uh, they are jumping to the point first because the Bitcoin was the starting point for it. But they have the money, they have the investment there. Now take it and instead of the transaction will be money, make it like a message. Uh, you know, a, a patient uh, bill, uh, you know, as you said, a credit for a student, a grade for a student, replace the money transaction by information transaction and run through the whole process. And I would feel secure about it because it went through that through that system. The new protocols, we need a new protocols. And that's why IEEE is, is part of that. They have their own society, IEEE IoT. I have published three articles with them so far. Number two, you need the skills that will, will take those and design them and test them. You need the software for that. You need new hardware coming that will, 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 will interact with the new, new protocols. Uh, you cannot just cut off the old systems and jump to their system. You need this transition period, and that's why it's turbulence. That's what we are in the middle of that. We see the light at the end of the tunnel. We know it's good. But at the same time, we are tangled to whatever we have now. And we wish that the new, that the old technology, the legacy systems was the centralized model will help us move to that one. It's not. You have to move behind you. You have to think differently. You have to have a new system. And hopefully, once the new system comes with the new cars, I mean, I am here in, you know, in this uh, in this office. It's about 15 minutes from Tesla, the big factory in Fremont, California. You know, you're talking about the new way of thinking, you know, a car that can drive by itself. But you know, it's facing the same issues of security. And there is at the top of this one, it's a smart car driving on, you know, on the street, and the streets are not smart. Yes. The lights are not smart. The traffic lights are not smart. The other cars are not smart. So this is what we are doing here. It's like you're a Tesla and you have the latest technology, but everybody around you is not. They don't have this, the capability you have. So if we have every car around you smart, they can communicate with each other. They can keep the distance. They can stop. Yes. They can accelerate. They, can, they know what is wrong with, you know, with the road. I mean, one of the uh, uh, one of the new research I know that somebody in MIT was doing some research about that uh, effective uh, computing, which is uh, translating the emotions of human into codes into software. So I'll be driving by a car, and my car will tell me, "Stay away from this car. There is a big argument in that car, and somebody has a gun." You know, so you you stay away from that. It's give you these. So so we go to the next level, which is okay. When are we gonna get to that? Where, uh, you know. Uh, how complicated is the emotions? They're not just chemical reaction. There's so many layers of 
codes you have to do just to make the, the computer feel your pain or feel your emotion. Take that one and say, okay, every sensor I have, this computer, this laptop, this table will have the same emotion as a human. Where can this data will be transmitted to the old systems, the old centralized infrastructure is not going to help. We need a new highway, new pipes, new infrastructure that will handle this data and take it from the sensor to the action and make sure that it's really the right data at the right time, the right format. Yes, absolutely. I mean, we'd, it would be ideal to have that kind of, you know, whole new city that has everything, you know, smart. And in Dubai, I'm sure, I believe there is a development happening. Uh, they are moving towards that. And, you know, that would be ideal to test out, you know, how, you know, everything is working uh, smoothly, you know, how the um, smart cars, you know, connected cars and how smart cities, smart roads, how, how are all they all integrating. But we do need, you know, to test all that out. And it's going to create a lot of complex challenges if we let the smart cars go on our roads which are not smart and you know they don't have the infrastructure that would help them you know secure it and not only that i mean we we have we talked about the standardization that there is lack of standards and uh, even though let's say you know the uh, the large organizations that are working in this the ibm and googles and all amazons they all come you know get together and they work and uh, they put together standards Right. It's still, in spite of that, you know, there are a lot of manufacturers, small ones in, you know, uh, a lot of nations. We, we are not talking about the Internet of Things only in the United States because it's not just going to happen in the United States. It's going to happen across, you know, nations' uh, geographical boundaries. So how are we going to be, there are a lot of, you know, concerns about the low cost disposability and small size and limited processing power of this Internet of Things because, you know, we don't know how how many organizations or how many uh, businesses are allowed to manufacture these iot devices there is no uh, you know registration requirement or there is no license requirement that if you are creating iot you know device or thing then you need to register so we know how many manufacturers are out there in the world who are creating iot devices and we can pull them into the standardization approach which would happen in the, hopefully in the coming months or years but without having that license or regulation requirement across nations, it's impossible to know how many different manufacturers are going to manufacture this. And you know, a lot of small disposable devices will come along and they will you just use it for some time and throw it away. How much data and how much security challenges we are going to come up with that? How would we provide a security model to these IoT ecosystem when we have such complex challenges, you know, and uh, we, no nations are working together, you know, uh, on uh, creating this kind of uh, regulatory model or, you know, some sort of uh, uh, security model to come up with a requirement that would prevent such measures. Well, it is, the, it's, again, you know, and, and I need this uh, model to explain what kind of difficulties any technology, any trend will go through, especially trends like, like uh, Internet of Things, because it basically it's an ecosystem of trend. It's not just one technology. There are three barriers in point of view if you want to introduce anything new. Number one is technology. Do we have the technology that uh, you know would be uh, we can make this one reality? For example, flying cars. I have the technology for flying cars. Well, there's some places there, yeah, but it's not something everybody can see. Everybody can, can. So the technology is a challenge. The second one, we're talking about, uh, you know, business. What would be the motivation for businesses 
to you know uh, to invest what's in it for me to invest of in flying cars what will be the, the you know the story for them the third one is the society the society two parts the uh, government and the citizens the government is the regulations privacy you know uh, trade agreements uh, you know uh, uh, the welfare of the society and the citizens which is what the, the citizen either will accept it or will reject that now let me let me give one example uh, for, for and, and this is something that we have seen in the past few years the google glasses the google glasses this the first time it started the first time this was started the technology is there so they managed to have the technology because that's google and google can do all this the uh, the uh, business model was there but they open it for everybody we hit a snag with the society because i don't want to be sitting in front of you and uh, having this glasses and you talk to me and i'm checking your facebook or checking your information about it it's, it's in invasion of privacy bars restaurants a lot of places they ban that so past two fail with the third so google what they have done they change the business model they say it's only for doctors dentists lawyers hr what they do with that one is they say okay what we're going to do is the professionals will use that the society accepted the government accepted it is an invasion of privacy if i am interviewing somebody for a job i can use them to communicate to check what he or she's saying while he's talking to me. The same thing goes with the internet of things. The technology, do we have the technology? If there is any business model which will, will push the company, the country to invest in this in internet of things, what will be the reaction of the society? How the society will react to the existence of everything around alive? I look at, uh, you know, um, uh, you know uh, there was, uh, there was uh, the consumer electronic um, show in uh, Las Vegas in January and they show some of the devices which is part of the Internet of Things. You have a brush, a hairbrush. The hairbrush is a smart one and, and, and remember the minute you add smart in front of any device you're talking about so many capabilities and features and it's a connected device. That brush when you brush your hair, number one it's going to tell you to brush it in a certain way so it's going to give you do it right or left, they show you, they give you instruction how to brush your hair. Number two, it's going to take samples of your hair, analyze it, and send it to the doctor. And will analyze it and send it to, uh, to a center with Amazon where they say, this shampoo is good for you. And place the order of the shampoo and, 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 and deliver it to you. So you see how much, what, what kind of opportunities we have here. Another one is a mirror in front of you. And this mirror is a smart mirror. Look, you look at the mirror and the mirror will analyze your face and say, you look tired today. I have canceled your meeting, go to sleep. Or they're gonna look at it and say, I have a doctor appointment for you because your eyes are really not looking good. And uh, I will say, I don't have time. I moved your meeting two hours. I had talked to the doctor. The doctor will see you at 10 o'clock. This is what I'm looking for. This is, how can you do it on the existing pipelines we have here? And, and how, can I do, how can I do all of this? You know, which, which, is, which is a dream come true. This is the real deal for us. This is the real internet of things where everything around me is alive. Everything around me, we really sense what's going on and, and, and make decisions for me, which is for my own benefit. And, and, this, and communicate with other devices and the doctors uh, you know, office or in the you know, uh, in the conference room and uh, talk to other devices, remove the appointments. So you have your own personal assistance. 
And this is why you see Google and Amazon, what they name their devices as personal assistants, because that is the direction for that one, where that's going to make everything good for you. Right, right. Now that that is very interesting. It would be very exciting developments, you know, uh, that you just described. It will be so useful for everyone. Now, uh, blockchains with their peer-to-peer -peer structure and redundancy in authorization and verification methods, they also offer important advantages uh, for the emerging IoT systems at all levels. But while blockchains are a key solution for networks in which growing computing power exists, like in sensors and appliances and all other distributed devices, what challenges remains for the network scalability and security? Because we are talking about uh, all these different how, way of doing things, all business models changing, all you know, uh, governance models will change. Well, hopefully, you know, and uh, management models, everything is changing. So right. it's going to require network scalability and security. I mean, right. security we have been talking for you know quite some time, but network scalability is also going to be a huge issue. How are you going to cope up with that? Well, that's 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 one of the problems with the. Uh, I mean, one of the uh, I call it challenges because a challenge you can overcome over time. Scalability is a big issue because now the ledger itself, when you process, you keep a copy of all the transactions. Over time, billions of transactions now they're gonna come big. So we're gonna find difficulties with scalability, we're gonna find difficulties with storage. Now this one will have a big impact on the sensors because the sensors, sensors usually very simple, low processing, low memory, and they are not that smart when it comes. They only uh, go through binary uh, status like on, off, you know, high, low, or hot or cold, or sometimes they are more like a scale, okay, the temperature is above a certain threshold, so that's gonna trigger some actions. So we have to we have to think about the sensor. The sensor cannot be just the dumbest part of the of the Internet of Things. It should be one should be treated equally like any node in the middle, whether it's a router or it's a server. We have to have capabilities added to the sensors. Now that's going to reflect on the costs. How you know how many of the companies would like to have their sensors with all these capabilities and how much the consumers are willing to pay or the government or the companies. But in order for us to use some fantastic features of the blockchain, you have to have everything there capable of doing storage, scalability, security. And this is this is important. That that goes back to the basis of you know how can we restructure everything and make it decentralized. When you make it decentralized, you are distributing the processing power, the storing, the memory among all the nodes. So they will have they will have some equal powers so they can make these decisions. They're not relying on a big centralized one, which is we're going to minimize the functions here. And this is what they're thinking before. Okay, let's let's just grab this information, we'll analyze it in the lab. No, I will analyze it right on the spot. I will make the decision, I'll give the description, and the patient can just walk away instead of me taking, you know, this to the lab and he or she has to wait for another 24 hours, and, and that's a waste of time. Scale this one on the concept of the centralized. That, you know the the uh, you know uh, if I can give the service right on the spot at the uh, edge with the fog computing that's going to help and this is where the uh, uh, blockchain is helping because people are going to say well the security at the edge is not as much as the one we have it on the server farms there because we have all these kind of uh, firewalls we have all these protections there well now we are distributing that so so we are we trust the edge as much as we trust trust the other side of the of the network they are equally have the same privilege rights power processing time 
storage, everything has that capability. Sure, sure. No, definitely. Yeah. I mean, we, are, we are working towards that uh, scalability issues, network issues, and uh, um, processing power, you know, cost and uh, data storage, all of those issues we have been talking about. And uh, there is an acknowledgement of those issues. And, you know, there is a technical, non-technical uh, people are coming together to come up with sensible solutions for that. So developing, it's, I mean, it seems like developing a secure model for the IoT or Internet of Everything system is going to require unprecedented collaboration, coordination, and connectivity for each piece of IoT ecosystem because it's not only just happening, these developments are happening within one nation. It's going to cross the you know CTS boundaries like cyberspace, geospace, and space for every nation, its government industries, organizations, and academia. So we we are not looking at you know just the technical challenges but legal compliance issues and a right. lot of other lot of other factors will come into and ideally it would be great to see a global governance model which you know has a, a defined you know unit which takes care of all this standardization and uh, all these collaborative uh, coordination challenges that we are you know facing currently but it, it seems that you know nations are walking away from globalization right now we are seeing protectionism happening so we are you know taking a step back while technology is taking 10 steps you know forward so it's a very complex challenge you know how to build this optimum secure iot model you know with the geopolitical challenges that we are seeing across nations well i mean uh, it, it's uh, it's going to take a while for that uh, every technology faces challenges and and again, it is between the technology every trend, technology and business and society. Now we are stuck with the society because of the governments, they don't want to open up and they don't want to deal with us. But what makes governments, you know, uh, force the government to deal with this one is coming from uh, the relationship with other countries. Well, I cannot accept, you know, these projects because they are not at that level. This is, has to be an ISO 9002 and 9004, so we're not going to do that. It has to be up to the point. And that will, will, you know, will have a ripple effect on. Okay, now we have to be up to the same level, so everybody can can deal with us. Uh, it's safety, uh, you know, uh, for, for uh, you know, for the consumers. At the same time, it is opening a new market for, for any government who would like to, you know, like to deal. With. Can you imagine? And this is one thing that I was talking about it this morning, and I was giving a, a webinar about about exactly the same topic. The company, a person who we invent. Um, you know, uh, an algorithm or protocol or, or, or some kind of a program to secure the internet, log ins and log out of the internet, that person will make trillions of dollars, not billions, trillions of dollars, because every single government, every single company will buy that technology. That is the key thing. And that's why the concept of the blockchain, which is basically in the back, you know, uh, uh, on the back burner for so many people, or it's actually in the middle. You cannot see it. I mean, for me as a user, I stand in front of the ATM, and I don't care if it's a blockchain or something else, as long as it's secure. But when you talk about I'm entering my own password, and I'm sure that in a certain way this is the this is a secure transaction, then I'm not going to go to the bank who doesn't have it. I'm going to say no. I'm not dealing with you guys. The the website like Amazon they say when I deal with this product, this company because this company does not it's not up to the level of the security you're looking for. So it's 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 uh, it's gonna happen once we have uh, once we have some live example you know you know use cases people can say okay look, you see we save this because of this and this is what makes everybody you know 
running after the blockchain because they see how secure it is in the fintech, you know, uh, you know, atmosphere and the fintech field, and they say, like to have this thing going on here. Now, yes. I want to share one thing, one thing with you here, which is the difference between the United States and Europe when it comes to the Internet of Things is very clear. Europe and uh, basically Europe and the rest of the world, they are more focused on the industrial Internet of Things, smart cities, smart factory, factories, smart streets, it, it, the macro vision of it. When you go to the United States, we don't have that. We're more focused on the consumer Internet of Things. That's why you see a lot of them, the, wa the wearable, the watches, the jacket. Smart cities is not a buzzword here. People building smart factories, it's not a buzz, you know, in words, it's not like an attractive you know, uh, concept. In the United States, the consumers, IoT is our, our concentration. In Europe, and I met with so many people from, you know, uh, from that side of the world, Finland, Sweden, you know, and we discussed that and see the difference. They, you have Madrid, Spain, you have, they, they're trying to make that city a smart city. You have Dubai, they're doing smart cities. I don't see a, you know, a city here that will, will, will take the initiative in the United States and say, we're going to be a smart city, smart uh, street, with so we can have so and so and so and so. Even in the Bay Area, even with cities like, you know, San Jose or cities like, you know, San Francisco, it's not on the, it's not on the list. And even if it's not, it's just the one at the bottom. And this is what is, you know, slowing down because you see the difference of the two markets. If both of them can see the same, then it's easy. To put hand in hand, you say we have to develop a model for us. But I'm selling to consumer. You are selling to factories. You are selling to cities. You are care about the cities. So different frequencies. Yes, absolutely. And great developments are happening in variables. The future of variables is very strong and very powerful. And I mean, as we have been talking, this blockchain IoT convergence is a necessity. It's essential because blockchain is going to provide us the digital infrastructure on which we can build you know other things it's going to be very very powerful now we will be seeing the convergence of probably artificial intelligence and it's already started happening in some areas uh, so the ai convergence with iot and blockchain is going to happen because all these connected devices they have the potential of offering this rich stream of you know data that is being generated uh, by the product services owners to interact with all the consumers and uh, AI can help the companies take all these billions of data points and right. have them boil down to what is really meaningful. And as you just, you know, described before that, you know, Amazon is really, you know, um, making sense of all that because they have the real time data and they are able to uh, make some powerful, you know, sense of that data. And uh, they are probably going to be the first company, which will be a trillion dollar, you know, company. But where do you see this AI convergence? With IoT and blockchain, where where do you see it going? Well, I mean, the, the artificial intelligence or AI is uh, is an academic word, so and people try to avoid it and use the word smart. So instead of saying you know uh, it's an it's an, an AI device, it's a smart device smart to make device. it simple for people. Sure. But when I talk about it and you talk about it, we understand we're talking about artificial intelligence. Uh, and I have an article about the artificial intelligence and Internet of Things, which called the last mile. Uh, and I believe in that. Why? Because uh, I can collect as much as I can. I can collect you know, the data. I don't care how much data you collect. It's going to be there sitting, waiting for you to analyze it. And 
if anybody knows anything about big data, it's structure and structure. And structure is about 90% of the big data. And unstructured data is your text messages, your Snapchat, your tweets, which is, there is, I don't know when it's going to happen. But it is real time. I connect it now. I'm going to think about how can I make a sense of that. This is the role of the artificial intelligence. This is the role of Watson. This is the role of the devices, the big companies that looking at this data and say, okay, we would like to find some kind of algorithm that will make sense of the different parts of the data and try to give me a profile about him or about her so I can predict what's going to happen. Not, not now, but I'm talking about in the future. And, and this kind of AI and uh, IoT and blockchain, which is, will secure this data, because, and, and you know that for sure, garbage in, garbage out. If you have a garbage data and, pro and process it with the best computer in the world, you still have garbage. It's not gonna be, it is the quality of the data. And the only assurance we have from the quality of data is the blockchain security. Now we're gonna, okay, I secure the quality of data. Now I'm gonna process this data with more confidence that the data is secured, the data is good, and then I will have the actions and the actions will be more accurate. Instead of in the past, when I received the data, I have to go and do some kind of an audit on the data and make sure there's no outliers, there is no bad data, there is no repetition, there is this data is given to me and it is not meaningless for me. I don't have to worry about that because I know that the person who delivered this data to me, he or she delivered it in a box that covered and protected by blockchains. So when I open it, I'm sure it is a perfect data. It's the data that I was looking for from that point in the system. And this is how you see them connecting. The delivery system, Internet of Things, the processing system, which is uh, the artificial intelligence, and the security, which is the blockchain. We, if we complete the cycle of this, the companies will know so much about your behavior that they can predict that. Uh, Amazon, they're running an experiment. Uh, they have a lab here called Lab 26 in, in, uh, in Sunnyvale. The experiment is that uh, they have an algorithm where they will order the stuff for you before you even think about it, before you even know that you need that. Why? Because they almost, you know, they're acting like your mom. That's their, your mother is like, say, you need this. Well, I, I don't know, I need this one. No, you need it. And they, you will have it in your cart, shopping cart, when you go to your account with Amazon, you find it, then you say, I didn't order this one. The system will tell you you need it. Check your inventory. And when you check the inventory, you find that you really need that. So they will take care of you like your mother. That's what they call, they call that algorithm. Before you even think about it, before because you have so many in your mind, you focus on your work, you focus on your life, you forget about these things. I wish somebody remind me about it. I wish somebody this, you don't know, I should have this and that. And this is the difference of having a smart, you know, system, and that system is secure, can deliver this kind of decision without any problem. If they start ordering the bad, I mean, the wrong item for me, I'm gonna get upset about it because they have bad data. But if they have the good data, they'll say, yeah, you're right, I need this one. I'm, I'm fine with that. So this is, this is how it goes. Personal assistance, a real personal assistant who knows your bank account, who knows your habits, who knows you, you know, your health, who knows everything about you. And then and use that one and scale it up. This is not possible without the existing internet of things because the bank is not talking to the hospital. The hospital is not talking to the DMV. They're not talking, but through the internet of things, they're part of the ecosystem. Yes, absolutely, absolutely. And as you said, you know, data integrity is going to be a big uh, 
there is echo. Yes, I can, I can hear it. Yes, uh, hopefully we are coming to an end anyway. So data integrity, you're absolutely right that we, we do need to focus on data integrity because there are a lot of uh, data manipulation efforts happening by the hackers and you know they want to right. create all sorts of you know uh, fake data if you say if you want to say or they you know want to manipulate the data and if they are able to manipulate the, the data in financial system it's uh, very going to be costly for uh, the economic systems all across nation so there is a need for uh, putting more effort into the data integrity and that is uh, going to be we'll have to see you know what uh, initiatives are uh, emerging to ensure that you know the or data that we are using in all of our efforts and initiatives that there that data is real and that data is reliable and trustable so we'll have to wait and see but uh, if you had the power uh, professor manafa about uh, uh, if you want to change how this you know iot not only iot and blockchain convergence but any technological convergence that is emerging where would you like to focus uh, them to you know focus what problem you would like them to you know address first i want to standardization i would like to see uh, the common protocols that we can manufacture based on that hardware and software uh, the standards, the protocols, uh, that will help us in the implementation. Without having the standards, it's like I'm asking somebody, go and build me a car. I didn't give that person any kind of specification. That person will assume they will build it according to whatever he or she, you know, understand it. But if I say, no, I need a car, and this car has to have one, two, three, four, five, six, that specs is there. And the specs is the same everywhere. And I don't have, if there is a problem with the car, I don't have to go to specific mechanics to this any mechanics can, can can fix it and 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 once we have the standardization once we agree on how an manufacture the devices for iot how to build the apps for the internet of things then it's easy for us to move to the next level okay now we're going to talk about securing the internet of things have it as part of the of the specification and give it to 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 the, to the hardware and the software make it internet of things ready and then it's you're going to see it you know popping everywhere uh, and, and over time, systems will disappear, like the mainframes. You don't see them anymore, you know, you know, visible as, uh, you know, big computers are going to disappear. The same thing, they're going to take over, and it's easy for us now to the next generation. You know, we're going to have more powerful, uh, you know, sensors, more powerful devices, much better algorithm for the blockchain or the hyperledger and all these kind of new initiatives. We hear about them all the time. But we have to start from, from uh, you know, somewhere where everybody realized that bottom top everybody should understand that you have to have your mindset for the internet of things devices in the past and, and i'm old enough to remember those days you will ask is this is window compatible or not before i buy an application before i buy a software why because my operating system is windows 3.1 or something they will tell me, yeah, it is actually compatible with Windows. I'll buy that that application, that, that software. When they develop that software, they have in mind that it has to, to deal with certain devices, with certain drivers, and they design it for that operating system. We need the same thing. We need the mindset to say, I'm, I'm, uh, it is a, an IoT certified. It means it can communicate with other devices. It, uh, you know, it's, it's follow the certain protocols that is certified and approved by IT or by a group of companies, big names that get together and say, let's agree on this. After that, 
because those companies, you know, Google, Cisco, they've been in this field for, for many, many years. So just show them the map and tell them we would like to build it this way. And they will manufacture their devices according to this day because they want to have their name in the market and they will follow that. But if everybody is singing their own song, then it's not going to be, it's not going to be a really good symphony here. I mean, the, the, the prime example, if you have the best musicians in the world, you bring them together. If there is no maestro there who will, then everybody is good in their own instrument, but when they do it together without anybody you know, controlling them, it's noise. It is not, you know, a beautiful music people can listen to and enjoy. Very true. Very true. No, I mean, there is a lot that we can still discuss. This is a very broad topic and there is so much to talk about, especially when we're talking about the security of the IoT. But I think we have uh, reached, you know, more than an hour. So we would like to, you know, end this uh, session here. Thank you, Professor Ahmed, Professor Banafa, for uh, participating in Risk Roundup today. We appreciate your thoughtful insight on securing IoT through blockchain conversions. And our global viewers and listeners would benefit tremendously from the information you provided on the value of blockchain and IoT conversions that is being explored and analyzed to bring meaningful security changes to the IoT ecosystem across the nation's its government, industries, organizations, and academia. And even if a single individual or entity can come up with an idea to innovate based on the IoT blockchain convergence discussion we had today, this Risk Roundup dialogue has been of service and we thank you for that. You're welcome. Thank you so much for the opportunity. I appreciate that. Wonderful. So blockchain presents a very secure promise for the future of IoT. While the promise of blockchain convergence is here, the fact remains that developing security solutions for the Internet of Things requires unprecedented collaboration, coordination, connectivity, and convergence. Risk Group Cybersecurity Risk Research Center and Strategic Security Risk Research Center are created for this very reason to identify, evaluate, and manage the risk-facing NGIOA in CGS, that means nations, its government, industries, organizations, and academia in cyberspace, geospace, and space. We at Risk Group believe that risk management, security, and peace, they walk together hand in hand. Though security is related to management of threats and peace to the management of conflict, Risk management is related to management of security vulnerabilities as well as management of conflict. It is not possible to conceive any one of the three without the existence of the other two. All three concepts feed into each other. We believe that the security we build for ourselves is precarious and uncertain until it is secure for everyone across nations. Tradition becomes our security. So if we build a culture of managing risk effectively, it will lead us to security and security will lead us to peace. Let's manage the existing and emerging risks together. For more information on the risk roundups, to watch the risk roundup videos or hear the risk roundup podcast, please go to riskgroupllc.com and do not forget to subscribe and share. Until next time, I'm Jayashree Pandya, host of Risk Roundup, signing off. See you next time. Thank you.